Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. See if they try to work that right there from number zero. Fourth down and eight to the end zone. Incomplete as Bell couldn't hold on to it. Welcome, everybody, to the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com. And with me, as always, is legendary Purdue running back Corey Sheets. And we are here to talk about Purdue's... Uh, 59-31 loss to the Ohio State Buckeyes Saturday afternoon. And, Corey, like I said in the pre-show, we just got our ass kicked. <laughs> hey, total onslaught. They did what they were supposed to do, quote-unquote. There's just not a lot you can do when you're facing an offense. It's that dialed in. And, I mean, they just made Purdue look out of position. They made him look slow. They overpowered him up front. They neutralized Karloftis. I mean, y- you name it. I-, I think we held him to – I think we only officially stopped him twice, one punt and one field goal. That's why I say that. Uh, I, yeah, I don't remember their field goal. I mean, their punter coming out until like the fourth quarter or the end of the third. It was something ridiculous. Like, I remember the announcer saying yep. something about it. Like, yeah, he done, he's, this is his first time coming out today. <laughs> hey, it was a three and out, though. So – if you were going to get back in the game at that point, and they did go down and score a touchdown on that, so after that, so I'm, I'm guaranteed everybody on the field for Ohio State was freshmen and sophomores. I mean, if you're looking at a positive, it's that the offense still did pretty well. I would say on the day, um, obviously you're going to have to be perfect in a situation like this, but. The only reason it kind of got out of hand early on and we were not able to match them score for score is uh, Jack Plummer loses a fumble in Ohio State territory on uh, one of those plays where they bring him in to kind of run the running game for some reason. <laughs> and, Ohio State, and Ohio State goes down and scores a touchdown. And then after the fourth Ohio State touchdown, Purdue has trouble uh, fielding the kickoff. Uh, Jackson Hanford fumbles the kickoff the and they recover. Yeah, I was like, well, just grab the ball. <laughs> I think what happened was, is it kind of hung up. I don't know if it got caught in the no, wind or something. It was on the ground, I'm talking about. When it got yeah, on the ground, and- he just looked at it for a hot second and then he attempted to go get it. By the end of the day, it was on top of him. Yeah, you just, at that situation, just fall on the ball. But you don't give an opposing offense the ball at the 12-yard line when they've already put four touchdowns in the end zone on you. I mean, that was game over right there. I guarantee somebody on the side I said, Coach, can I go score this touchdown? <laughs> <laughs> you already got two. Can, can I go get this one? <laughs> uh. But, yeah. I mean, Anthrop kind of made up for it. He did have two touchdowns offensively. And – I think Purdue did just enough to not totally let them throw in the starters. Um, it was better. Um, did you see the game? I think it was 2018, the bowl game against Auburn, when Auburn just uh, – Purdue didn't even look like they were playing the same sport and lost, I think it was 63-14. Did you happen to catch any of that one? No, I didn't even know that even happened. I'm glad I didn't because that – wow. <laughs> yeah. That was that was after the 2018 season. That was um, uh, the season where Purdue had already beaten Ohio State, and everybody's excited. They go down to play Auburn in a bowl game in Nashville, and just 
God. Oh, they never showed it, up. It was one of the worst games. I've seen. <laughs> they they were down fifty six to seven at halftime. Wow, that's yeah. It was Auburn side. Bad. That's that's the bowl game you want to have. <laughs> yeah, on Purdue side, man, you got to show up at least. Like, yeah, damn. At least we had, at least it was seven seven in the second half, but <laughs> but this this looked like it was going that way for a while, and I do have to give the Purdue offense some credit for going out and at least making it somewhat respectable. Um, right, you know, David Bell got his numbers. Milton Wright played well. Anthrop had two touchdowns. But oh boy, uh, <laughs> that was. You're just not going to win many games giving up 59 points. I mean, it's, you ugh. shouldn't win any game giving up 59 points unless you score 60. <laughs> well, look what look what te- Texas and Kansas did. That was 57-56. So, I mean, yeah, that's a shootout. So, this wasn't it. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You're not going to beat Ohio State in a shootout because you got to be virtually perfect, and Purdue was not. So, but yeah, I feel like their defense wore down a little bit. Then they started getting the backups in, and even though we scored early, it just it wasn't enough. This really shows. I think this really just shows how rare those upsets, like the one three years ago over Ohio State, was, and how everything has to come together. And you know, you look back even on that one, like somebody pointed out, yeah, Purdue won by four touchdowns, but. Uh, Ohio State had four drives that got inside the 10-yard line, and they scored, I think, a total of three points on them because they had, like, a missed field goal. They made a field goal. They had a turnover <laughs> on downs. They basically and... got to beat themselves in order for you to win against a, right, a player right. like this. And, and that was one where Purdue had the momentum going their way. And, you know, Ohio State never really got in the rhythm that they needed to. I think – I think Dwayne Haskins in that game still threw for like 400 some odd yards, but they weren't scoring. I mean, they weren't scoring or anything. You know, so. you know what it'd be? The home field advantage comes into play when, for things like that. If mm-hmm. they're doing those things and messing up at home, they can recover. It's the, the crowd's going to be on their favor in certain situations. But you, when you're on the road and you're making those mistakes and then you're hearing boo, like, it starts to mess with you, mm-hmm. and, it, and it it circulates. So, I feel like if we was home, we might have had a better chance of beating this Ohio State team. But uh, it's hard to win in a horseshoe. Hey, y'all! We got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff. So we will be right back after this ad. Basketball season is just around the corner here, and your Boilermakers are rated in the top 10 headed into the new season. It's going to be a great year in Mackey Arena, and if you would like to put a little bit of money down to see if Purdue can make it to New Orleans, head on over to Bet Online. That's right, our Believe podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, and we remain the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50, that's BLEAV50, to receive your bonus. So like I said, if you think Purdue's going to make it to New Orleans, want to put your money where your mouth is, head on over to Bet Online, the best in sports betting. 
you, you got the skewed recruiting and the skewed talent level. I mean, this is a team that they have not lost a Big Ten game in over three years. So I mean, <laughs> they don't do that by accident. <laughs> when, when, when you're you're benching, well, not benching when you you don't have a you have a five star recruit sitting on the bench and he's not getting time because there's another five star recruit in there killing. It's it's a healthy problem to have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they showed they've struggled a little bit this year at times, but they didn't struggle yesterday. And what what do you really do if you're Purdue from this? What do you take from it? Um, Not a damn thing. We scored we scored thirty one points. We came out healthy. They're damn near probably the number one team in the in the league. So we're both eligible. Who we got next? Well, we get <laughs> Northwestern at Wrigley Field next. <laughs> yeah, this one this one is we were supposed to lose. We lost by 20, 28. (laughs) You wanted it to be a little bit closer, I know. I mean, hey, you spotted them 42 points. Like, you can't do that. I don't care if it's IU we're playing. You spot a team 42 points, that's not going to be good. Unless unless you come back and and score 45 off top, ain't too many teams going to come back from that. I mean, I'm looking at the Big Ten uh, stats page right now, and, I mean, it's simple math. They're scoring 46 a game and only giving up 20. I mean, you, can, you can give up 20. You can give up 30 like they did if you're going to score 50. <laughs> I mean, who cares at that point Listen, what you give you up? If you score 50, you, you can give up 45. <laughs> mm-hmm. If they're just a team that when they get going, it's incredibly hard to beat them, and that's why I'm not too discouraged, honestly, is we took our lumps. We we still made some plays and everything. And now you're looking at a two-game stretch to end the season, and you're playing two of the absolute worst offenses in the conference, which is nice. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's switch subjects for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get Northwestern this week. Uh, it is at Wrigley Field. It is not at Northwestern Ryan Field. So you get a bit of a weird game, I would say, uh, because Wait, you're really going that's to the baseball field, ain't it? Yes, it is. Uh, they have made a deal with the Cubs that they will play five games there, I think, over the next 10 years or so. And they were supposed to play Wisconsin there last year. And obviously COVID hit, so they couldn't do it. So they agreed to play the Purdue game this year out there. Why not make a deal with the Bears <laughs> and play on a football field? <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, Wrigley Field, Wrigley is 107 years old. Okay, how old it is? It's it, a baseball field. <laughs> and it's not, it's not like I know you were with the Raiders for a while. It's not one that's easily convertible to football. I'm just saying, and for those that like, if I was a Purdue player, I would not be excited to play this game. Like, when I was in Oakland, and it got near the baseball area, you try not to get tackled because if you got tackled on that gravel, <laughs> well, they put down grass over it because they what they did is they've scheduled it for late November. All of these, so. There would be plenty of time once baseball season's over to put down grass and, you know, get it to a full field. The problem that you got is it's 107 years old and you can barely fit an American football field 
in down the, like the first baseline and everything. They've got like 10 feet of clearance on the ends at that, if that. So it's going to be tricky. Um, you remember the touchdown that Brock Thompson had against Michigan State where he basically went halfway up the ramp to the locker room, mm-hmm. <laughs> catching it in that corner? Yeah. Well, um, if he does that at Wrigley Field, he's probably going to run into a brick wall in the Ivy. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's it's that tight. So It's like, a, it's like playing an arena. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it is like arena football in that case. So it's they're doing it pretty much all for. I mean, it's a bit of a gimmick. They actually played there. You like this? They did play one game there about ten years ago against Illinois. the The space was even smaller then, and they had to stick the goalposts on the wall on the outfield wall. They didn't have enough room to get them up there. And at one point, one of the corners was about 18 inches from the end zone, back of the end zone. And the day before the game, they're like, okay, we can't play here. They had to play all going one way because they weren't going to have guys running crossing routes in the back of that end zone. You bullshit. <laughs> no. That's crazy. Now, they could do special teams, and if there was like an interception being run back, they could they could use that end zone, which there was a defensive touchdown in that game. <laughs> what they'd do is they'd, they'd score, and then they'd trot back. And they'd, the other team would start going the same direction. So everything was to the west end zone in that game. That's wild. <laughs> what they've done since is um, they did the latest round of renovations. They made it so they could remove the home team dugout and a few rows of seats. And that gives them a little bit more room to squeeze the field in. But it's still tight. <laughs> oh, Soldier Field right down the street. <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm a Cubs fan. I'm excited. I can't wait to go. Uh, the moment they announced it, I was like, "Man, I'm going." Oh, just go to a but Cubs game. Like you want? See- I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see a game in, in Wrigley Field? Go to a Cubs game. Like, like, oh my god! Oh, this has so much wrong, so much bad stuff written all over it. Well, I know you played for you played for the Dolphins too. Did you play when they still had the Marlins there or not? Uh yeah, I think I was only active one game with the uh baseball field and again in Oakland those what one or two games in that field which was is is horrible. It's, you don't want to run on a football's meant to be played on a football field with grass, not a football field makeshift baseball field where a weird little section goes from grass to gravel rocks and dirt back to grass <laughs> it, it's horrible at, at least they've had plenty of time it is full grass i've seen some of the pictures so they've got the full grass field out there they've covered over the infield um i'm not sure exactly how they do it with the rollout sod but right what's underneath it, it yeah <laughs> And it's also mid-November. It's not like you can get good rooted grass. It's Chicago. Like, ain't it brick? It's, for those who don't know what brick means, it's cold as hell. Yeah. <laughs> this is just, this is, go, man, go down the street, soldier field, cut that deal. <laughs> uh, it is definitely a gimmick, and... Uh, I know some of the you, – you're going to be real happy. There's been some bowl projections that have Purdue playing in the pinstripe bowl in Yankee Stadium for their bowl game, which is a possibility. 
Who the hell signed off on these baseball <laughs> stadiums hosting football games? Like, that's just, oh, my. Oh, I'm glad I'm not playing right now. I think, no, wait, I think there's four. Uh, I think you got the one in Yankee Stadium. Fenway Park in Boston is going to have one this year, but it does not have a Big Ten tie-in. The one that doesn't make any damn sense to me is, um, well, I was going to say the baseball field in Phoenix has a bowl game when not only do they have the Cardinal Stadium, they got Arizona State Stadium right there they could use. Right, <laughs> like, like the Giants is going to be playing in December. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, the other one is, uh, I think they've got one in the Tampa, the baseball stadium there in Tampa. But the Rays game? The Rays? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think they're bowl, playing one in there. There's a bowl game that come down here. But at least that's artificial turf. That's easier. That's yeah. easier to transition. Yeah, I don't, don't know a football player want to walk in and see a baseball field as part of your field. <laughs> So that's, that's just the most ridiculous. I, so I, you're not a fan, then? Hell no. <laughs> and then, wait a minute. Who the hell want to go to New York in, in, in December to play a bowl game? <laughs> I, hope, I hope we don't get picked up for that one. Just so our players don't got to endure that bullshit like we did. We go to De- go. Who the hell wants to go to Detroit in December? <laughs> yeah. And play a team you'd already beaten. Twice. That was like, the year that we. <laughs> oh my god! That, that that we played we played it was a Central Michigan three times yes. in two years. Yeah, because they, they were they were on the schedule back to back years, and then you play them in a bowl, bowl game, game. So it was right. like three times in a fourteen game span. At least we won all three. Right. Right. Coach, I go out here and get four touchdowns, and he bench me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god i hope i really do hope we don't get picked up for that new york bowl uh the other one that i saw today was uh the las vegas bowl in new raiders stadium now that would be nice yeah i might go to that one go to vegas? <laughs> there you go I might go to that one hey alumni status <laughs> on both fronts <laughs> You said, and uh, we might be might be able to get deliver this as a treat to our listeners. You said you were going to ask about the lead and shout for the IU game. What happened with that? Honestly, I, I forgot. I would. I, <laughs> I totally forgot. I will do it tonight. It's not. It's not too late. It was. It was kind of late the other night. So uh, yeah, I, I can I can text Foxy and uh, say, Foxy, what's up? <laughs> I have an update for you this week. That was after the Michigan State game last week. We were talking after the show, and he's like, "I was like, man, Corey, why don't you come back for, to lead shout?" Because he said he was gonna. Corey said he was gonna come back for the IU game. Maybe and he's like, "Man, I should ask to lead shout, man." <laughs> I'm, I definitely will do it. Matter of fact, I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> there you go. We we are making things happening here on the Behind the Rails podcast, and. I'm sorry, you got 56 touchdowns. You deserve shout, man. I mean, nobody else done as many as you. They need to retire my number. Shoot. <laughs> the 24, that's 40. That's our start number, the 24. Just go ahead and drape that, that 24 and just in the rafters real quick. Now, why did you switch from 40 to 24? I, I kept forgetting that, oh, yeah, you did start with 40. I, one, I never 
I'm a Lamborghini. I'm not a Mack truck. <laughs> and, and that should explain it right there. You, you ever seen a, a Lambo with 40 on it? No. Hey, <laughs> they did call him the A train, so I, I see. I see what you mean. And Mike Allstott is a Mike Allstott is a large gentleman. Uh, <clears throat> my his senior year, I went to a game. And I'm there along uh, Stadium Drive, or not State, yeah, Stadium, as the team was coming across, going back to the locker room. And I'm like 14 years old, and I, I'm talking small. I'm like maybe 110 pounds soaking wet. And he walks past me, and I swear to God, one of his calves, or one of his thighs was as big as my waist. Because he was a beast of a human being. That <laughs> sounds about right. He's a, he's a large man. <laughs> All <laughs> right, well... What time is it? It's about that time. Uh, it's about that time. Like I said, we didn't have a lot to talk about. Purdue just, it was not a game yesterday, but should be should be easier the last two games of the season here. Like I was saying, Northwestern is the worst scoring team in the conference. They are only averaging 17 points a game. Mm. And then in the regular season finale, you have the worst team in conference play in terms of scoring. Indiana has scored 73 points in eight or seven conference games. And 35 of those were in one game against Maryland. (laughs) Was it a touchdown a game? (laughs) Yeah. uh, A touchdown and a field goal a game. Right. (laughs) But yeah, and they got half that against Maryland in a loss. So we're not seeing the defense. We're not going to see the offense that we did this past week. Um, we may not give up 59 points uh, in the two games combined. We may not give up half that if our defense gets back to what it's capable of doing in uh, Indiana and Northwestern both struggle. <laughs> I still think that we get both of these. An 8-4 and four season is a pretty big step forward, wouldn't you say? Yes, that's that's cause for celebration i'd say yeah i mean they haven't won eight games in a regular season since you were there so damn how long was that it's been what oh seven we won eight but it was the bowl game the last regular season we won eight was um oh seven no oh six i'm sorry oh seven was the bowl game we got eight oh six we we won eight and then ended up losing the bowl game so so, any final thoughts on Ohio State? I probably know him. <laughs> uh, O'Connell looked well later in the game. I'm glad we came out healthy. Bell got his numbers. I'm I'm looking for somebody in their backfield to do something. I mean, you still only had 91 yards rushing, which is better, but. Mm. You got to use these next two games to get that going. I'm not even I'm not even too upset against about the the, the rushing yards because again that's Ohio State. It's a dominating team. The run is not going to be a factor when you're losing fifty to whatever at the time. But it's just our running backs. It's just that they're not they're not giving me what I'm looking for. As far as there's the, no explosion, yeah, that, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they can get three, four, five yards, but there's there's no threat of breaking a big run. It's just not even a slight like red red zone. If if thirty three's in there, then you might have an issue. 
But that's well, well, with the two teams that they're playing, eh, you might not have that problem. But against a better opponent in the bowl game, most thirty threes in the backfield in the red zone, we know he's possibly getting the ball. Mm-hmm. So uh, I looked it up. Our longest rush of the season is thirty-one yards by Dovru. And that was what? How many weeks ago? I have no idea. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, oh, he did it against Notre Dame. He had a 31-yard run against Notre Dame. At the beginning of the day of season. What was that, week the three? second Week two? Yeah, three. <laughs> the second longest run of the season was 26 yards on an end around from David Bell. Two weeks so. ago. <laughs> was that two, three weeks ago? <laughs> I can't remember on that one, but ugh, gotta get. I, I that's gonna be priority one, I think, in the off season is just to get a little bit more explosiveness out of the running game. And it, one of Brom's best things that he had in the 2018 season is he had two pretty good running backs in uh, Markel Jones and DJ Knox, and was able to play off them pretty well. It'd be nice if you could just get back to their level of production. I mean, it ain't coming from Doru. I'm sorry. Like, I've been trying to ride with him, but it, it ain't coming from him. And not this season. Horvath, he got that pole in his leg. So, <laughs> if, whatever he does is a plus. <laughs> well, the good news is, is they do have a guy that had to sit out this year as a transfer by the name of Samson James, and he was originally a four-star running back from Avon, and he should provide a bit more boost next season. It would be nice. So, what's what, what's his numbers? What's what's his height weight? Uh he is six one two twenty. He ain't gonna be it neither. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a big guy. As a, as a running back, <laughs> six, one, two. Yeah. That's a big man. Yeah, that is. But we can worry about that next year. Uh, it's, time, <laughs> it's time to move on. Uh, we will be back later this week uh, to talk about Northwestern and uh, Corey's aversion to playing in baseball stadiums, which <laughs> – I can understand. That makes perfect sense. So, man, if you ever been tackled on one of those things, you totally understand how I feel. <laughs> oh, I, I believe it, man. It, it, it'll take a tattoo right off. <laughs> oh, well, is it as bad as the old school astroturf, though? No, not not this new field turf. The old school astroturf. I know what you're talking about. We uh, before Purdue did re- redid their uh, indoor facility, we had that bullshit. Oh, <laughs> and trust me, I'd rather be on that bullshit than this grass. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just I remember covering some high school games at the old uh, Colt Stadium, the RCA Dome, before they got the field turf, and you just walk on that, and you're like, ah, oh, this is hurt my knees. I can't imagine taking a hit on this. Oh, okay. So, question: Did you ever huh. used to play baseball? You like a baseball guy. Long time ago. Okay, cool. Long time ago. So the terminology of what I'm about to say actually you know what a raspberry is, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now imagine that every time you're in 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 the red zone, you can get a raspberry on every play. Oh yeah. Every play. Oh. Not just when you want to slide, every single play you can get a raspberry. Somewhere. 
I used to get them on my elbows every time because I would always slide head first. Elbows, <laughs> your side, your stomach, your knees, your calves. <laughs> you that little muscle on the other side of your calf. I don't remember what it's called right now. <laughs> yeah, You're you like, let me break this one. I'll stop in the end zone. <laughs> Man, then don't don't try and cut. Oh no, that's a that's a, a twisted broken ankle for sure. Oh, man. On that note, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, (laughs) All righty. Well, we will talk to you guys later this week. We appreciate you listening. We're almost to the end of the season. So for Corey and myself, Travis Miller, this has been the Behind the Rails podcast. And Boiler Up, BTFU. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Please visit our sponsor, Bet Online, for the best in college sports odds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.